Okay, let's get started. We're reviewing uh, yesterday's stuff. We're learning the Lunishmas Moshe ben Eliyahu. There's Neshama having Aliyah. And a special Fushlema for Chaim Tzvi Eliezer Moshe ben Chana. Okay, Howie. Okay. So we started off three lines from the bottom of the page on Daf Ayin Him and Beis, and it was Rav Nachman saying in the name of Rabbi Baravu, in the name of Rav, that when you have two courtyards and there are two and there are three houses sandwiched between the two courtyards, so um, the people of the first courtyard are putting their eruv not in the first house that they're next to, but the house in the middle. And the people in the other courtyard are also not putting it in the house that they're, that they're next to, but rather in the middle house. So now the middle house has two eruvin. So the halach is, each of these um, houses that are right next to the, the courtyard are basically turned into a beishar. They're considered a gatehouse, and therefore they do not need to participate in the eruv. The house that the eruv is being put in is uh, doesn't need to participate either because it's the house where the Arabs being kept, and uh, this uh, this system works, and that's basically what he said. Okay. Um, now, the okay. So uh, what happened was is uh, Rachva wanted to test the rabbis. So he said, "What about this case? Two courtyards with two houses between the two courtyards." And um, each one, instead of putting it in the house that they're next to, they put the Eruv in the farther house. Is that okay? That the house, the Eruv, so the Eruv for Chatzar A is being placed in house 2, and the Eruv in, in, in Chatzar B is being placed in house 1, which is closer to the Chatzar A. So is that okay, or is that not okay? Do we say that it's okay that... Uh, um, for for Chatzar A, the house one is its base Shar, and its house is really house two. And for Chatzar B, um, base Shar is uh, house two, and uh, and the real house is the house number one. So that's the question: Is that acceptable or not? And they told him Loy Mitanalif, as my father used to tell me, which means no, it's no good. Okay, that's the that's the Yiddish way of saying no. Okay. You heard that? Did you grow up with that? The same school? Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what was the wrong with it? Why they say that's no good? So he said you can't have the same house that's also a beishar and also a bias. If it's a beishar, then for for one, that means it's a beishar. If it's a beishar, then you can't keep an eruv in it because that's one of the houses that do not qualify as a house to keep a, to keep an eruv in. And if it's going to be considered a house and not a beishar. So then you're not, then, then there's a house that's not participating in the Eruv. That's a, another problem. So that's why a system is not going to work. So Gemara says, how is this different than Rava, where we also have a contradictory situation, and we seem to have been happy or accepting the contradiction. What's the example? Somebody, two people come up to you and say, can you please set me up in Eruv? Um, you do a service, you're the Eruv, Tchum Eruv setter up per person. So you say, sure, no problem, I'll be happy to do so. And uh, basically, so um, basically what happened is, is that on, for the first person, you set up the Erev um, during the day, a Friday day, 
and um, and it was around still in Ben Hashmashos, but then it got eaten during Ben Hashmashos. The second one, he set it up in Hashmashos, and it was gotten eaten by nighttime in the after nightfall. So these two eruvin are contradictory to each other. You cannot have both existing, and yet it's considered valid eruvin for both of them, even though it's contradictory. How can that work? There we don't. We seem to be willing to accept the contradiction. Here we're not. What's the difference? So the Gemara says that there's a very big difference. Over there, um, it's a suffix whether it's day or night. We don't know how to look at the hours of twilight. Is it day? Is it night? It's a question. So, and that's a question that nobody knows. And therefore, the way it works is, is that is that mina suffix, we say, I mean, again, all you need is that the Erev should be around mina suffix, and therefore, the Erev of the first one, mina suffix is valid, and the Erev of the second one, mina suffix is valid, and therefore, that's why it's acceptable. As opposed to over here, if for people on the first Chatzar, this is considered a house, then that can't be considered a Beishah for the other people. It's a, it makes the whole rabbinic law into a joke, and therefore, that's why we don't accept it. And that's the difference, and that was the end of the sixth parak. Yes. And you have two adjacents, Eruvin. Uh, two what? Adjacents. I mean, one right next to the other. Can you have two separate Eruvin? No, and you have two Eruvin right next to the other. Yeah, well, it depends what you mean. What are you talking about? There's two areas? I mean, I'm taking two areas where the Eruvim are so close to each other that they might consider it. I mean, you, you might put them together, but you, are, you have them separated by, I don't know, a few months. So uh, that's not a problem. Uh, you're talking about the line Eruv, right? Yes. That's what you mean. So there's no halacha about the line Eruv, how close it is with the next one. In fact, uh, but, uh, but, but what you could do is you could even join the two and make it into one big Erev, which is what they do when it comes you know, close enough. But uh, the bottom line is, is that, that that's the, that's not, there's no rule how close two Eruvin can be to each other. Um, in fact, we'll see, you have two courtyards that are right next to each other. They each have their own Erev. And they're in two separate Eruvin. They're sharing the same wall. You understand? Yes. So you could have even the same line that's the Eruv on one side for one side and the Eruv on the other side for the other side. So that's very close. You get that? So that, that's, yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. And that's exactly this, that's exactly the case that we're about to discuss right now, sort of. Okay? That's the case over here. You have two courtyards. There's a wall between the two courtyards. And there's a window... In the courtyards, the window is four by four, and it's less than ten amma, ten tfachim up from of the ground. That's enough to be able to have. Ha, to, no, it's it was already enough to separate when they had the wall. It's enough to also make them, if they choose to make it a single eruv, they could do so, and then they could pass things to each other because of the window. They have a window that's at least four by four, and through that window they can be make the single Erev and it's considered as one. So we're going to see if you're able to pass through the window from one Erev to the other. Wrong. It's consi- they have to make it as one Erev. They have to have joint food. Okay. If not? They're not, but they have the ability to make it as one Erev. That means the people from one side will participate in the food donation to the people on the other side, and then it's one big Erev. And if there is 
No. Once they're all on one side, that means that that's all one big area. doesn't okay. matter. Okay. Now, what if it's less than 4 by 4? Or if it's lower than, than 10 Tvachim tall? Or higher than 10 Tvachim? Then they only have an option of making two separate Erufin and they can't be joined together. That's the Mishnah. So the Gemara says that this Tam Mishnah seems to be going only like Rav Shimon ben Gamliel. Because Rav Shimon Gamliel is the one who says that when it's less than 4 Tvachim wide, that's Lavud. And it's considered enclosed. But if you hold like the Rabbanan who say that three Tvachim wide is enough to make it not Lavud, if it's wide as three or more, so then it's an uh, opening. So why isn't that good enough? So the Gemara says no. Even the Rabbanan who say that three Tvachim is already not Lavud and not considered as if it's sealed, nevertheless, um, it's still not a, a Pesach Choshev. It's not a Choshev, it's not significant. For Tvachim, everybody agrees is considered significant, and that even the Rabbanon would require to be able to make it into a single Erev. Now, the question in the Gemara's next step is, why did the Mishnah have to tell us both sides? If you have 4x4 four four and it's less than 10 Tvachim tall, then it's good. And if it's less than 4x4 four four and more than 10 Tvachim tall, then it's no good. Isn't that contradictory? Okay? I'm not contradictory, but it's superfluous. It's completely, um, it's, it's, uh, it's un, already been implied that less than that, it would not be good. So why do you have to say it again? The answer is, the Chiddush is, is to tell you that it does not need to be entirely within, the entire window to be within 10 Tvachim tall. It can be even just a little bit in the 10 Tvachim mark and have the window, and that's considered a valid window. Okay, that's the Chiddush that you learn from saying it the second way. Now, um, so that, and then we brought down the Brysa that actually says that if it's entirely above 10 Tfachim, except for a teeny bit, that's, uh, that's called okay. And if it's entirely within the 10 Tfachim and it's only sticking up a bit over the 10 Tfach line, that's also okay to be able to make it into a single Eruv. So um, the Gemara says, isn't that obvious? If, if, it, if, it, if most of it's above the 10 Tefach mark and only a little bit is below, that's, real, that's already good. Then obviously if it's entirely within the 10 Tefach mark and only a little bit is above 10 Tefach, why do you have to say that? So the Gemara says, what that is, is the style of learning of low, of zu ve'ein tzarech lo Sometimes the Mishnahs use this, this method of teaching that I'm telling you this Chiddush, and of course I don't have to tell you that because that's obvious. Okay, so sometimes that's the style. Okay, brings us to the halacha of Rabbi Yochanan, very um, studying, reviewing our geometry. Okay? So Rabbi Yochanan says that if you have a window that's round, so it's, uh, the circumference of that window must be 24 tfachim. And, uh, um, and basically... Two, a, a little bit, two and more, or more of those tvachim have to be with inside the ten tefach uh, mark, okay? Um, because that that way, if you square it, you'll have a little bit in the um, in the ten ten tefach in the ten below the ten tefach line. Again, so the circle has to dip deeper into the te- into the line so that the square that's inside the circle would be beneath that. So the Gemara is bothered by why do we need such a large round window? We said that you need four by four, so all we should need is a, is a diameter in our circle of four. 
which as we know, basically the circle is three times that. So basically you should make the circumference three. That's basically the idea. So, um, so, three, so three times that, so three times four would be 12. Why does it have to be 24? That's twice as large as you need. A 12 should be sufficient. So the Gemara says that's uh, not true because um, in measuring um, the, the area of a square, uh, the area of a square is going to need to be bigger because a uh, square is larger than the, because it has corners, so it's larger than that. What you're doing is making a circle which does not grant you enough open space, and that's why that's not acceptable. So the Gemara says, okay, then a circle that has a, a, a um, 16 in its, uh, in, its, in its circumference, that also, that should be fine because that actually grants you the full area. After all, if it's, um, and the reason why that works is because it's basically the same as the sides that we measure in a square. A square is four sides at 16. So this is 16 all the way around. That's going to give you the same area on the inside. So why isn't that enough? So the Gemara says that um, will still not put a, a square inside of it. So in other words, the extra space that a circle gives you doesn't help. We need our measure to be in square shape. And therefore you need to be able to fit the corners in. So that's why we need it to be bigger. So the Gemara says, then you still shouldn't need it to be that big because basically the diameter of the circle, should all it should require is the diagonal of the square. So basically if you, um, which is one and two fifths, so you, you add that to the, to the number and then multiply by three, it's going to come out to basically Rashi, uh, the Gemara says to l- still less than 23, 20, 24 because it's, um, we said that it should be six, um, basically 16 and four fifths, is, uh, or 17 minus a fifth would be big enough. So the Gemara answers that Rabbi Yochanan holds like the judges of Caesarea or the Rabbanan of Caesarea who say that basically a circle coming from a square um, um, and a square uh, is, a, is, is a quarter, that's a quarter difference, and a square from the circle is half. And uh, basically, not clear what that means, but the bottom line is, therefore, you're going to need to do double um, for the circle in order to make it work. And uh, there's a lot of discussion on this, a lot of Rashi and Tosos. Anyway, so that's our re- re- ge- geometry review. Okay. Next thing we talked about is Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman says that, uh, so we said that when it's less than four by four, so Rav Nachman says that that's only true if the window is between two chatzeros. But if you have a window between two houses, then there's no requirement that it needs to be within ten tfachim. And the reason why is because a house is considered as if it's filled, and therefore the height doesn't matter because you have stuff in your house and you'll be able to climb your way into the, to the house. Yuda, you have a question? Yeah, I still don't understand with the first item that came on the round of the square, it said it had to be a 24 inch round, 24 trachim around, 24 divided by 3, to me it's 8, it means that it cover a square of 8 by 8, and it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, it, the, the advantage I mean, of 8, yeah, but... They dropped 24 altogether, they didn't print they didn't bring it up anymore. So what's it 24? 
Yeah, no, you're right. The diameter is eight, and because the idea is, is that it really needs the circle to dip and down. Sixteen is enough. Sixteen or seventy is enough. That's that's, that's the kasha. That's the kasha. He says that he holds like the Dayani area who says that you need eight. Now I don't. I can't explain it to you because I'm having difficulty with it myself. But okay. the best I can tell you, I just, the best. I just want to bring up the point. I mean, with all the explanation of him, no, nobody brings up the point of the 24 anymore. They, they dropped it. Like it doesn't even exist. No, no, no. They reckon, no, that, that, that he's explaining why he requires 24 is because you need, is exactly because of that. Because he wants you to have a, a diameter um, of 8. Why does he want it to have a diameter of 8 specifically? But, eight, I mean, before is enough. No, but the reason why, you, look at, you have to look at the Tosfos picture. I don't know if you can see the picture. Okay, I'll see the Tosfos, okay. But if you look at the picture, he wants it to be able to, the circle part should dip down into the uh, 8 Tefach mark to make the square in the right spot. Okay. That's the purpose. That's, what talking about. Yeah. That's the reason. You're right, you could fit a lot more. You, you could definitely, okay, yeah. you get what's going on? Once you see the picture, then you sort of understand. Okay. No, I understand it now, right now, because when he drops out two of them, I mean, he's talking about it has to be, when he says tut fachim, it doesn't mean tut fachim of the length of the circumstance, it means tut fachim in the height of it. Then at that point, then you get a four inch, a four fachim. That's exactly why, that's exactly right. That's what he's talking about. I understand right. now. Okay. Yeah, make it clear to you. Okay. Yeah. I, yes. Okay. Thank you. I don't know if the I don't know if the people on the podcast are going to get it, but okay. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Okay. Let's continue. Thank you. All right. So now, so the question is, what about a, a window between a houses? If you want to make the two houses into an area to each other, I want to be able to carry from my house to your house. And we have a joint window. The, everything's the size of the window is still required four by four. But how high that window is doesn't bother me. It doesn't matter, and it's all good. Problem with that is, is that we Rava asked Rav Nachman a question. It says that whether the window is between two courtyards or between two houses or between two alios, two second-story houses, or a window that's between two rooftops, according to the Rabbanon, hold that rooftops are considered separate entities, each rooftop or a window that's between two rooms. All of them need four by four in 10. So that's very clear that it needs to be within 10. So he says, no, 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 only chatzairos need to be within 10. So the Gemara says, then why, and I, it says all of them. They're saying that as far as the four by four, they all require the four by four. But as far as the within 10, that's a limited requirement only for the chatzair. Okay, so the question was, Rab Abba asked Rab Nachman, what if you have a skylight basically between a first story and a second story? Does that work or doesn't it work? Um, what's the two sides over here? The, maybe I need a, a, at least a ladder to be able to access the window because um, it's in the middle of the room. Um, so basically, what's the two sides? When we say that a house is as if it's full, maybe that's only on the walls of the house. But in the middle of the house, to get to the second story, that's a whole different story, and that's not going to work. So that's the Gemara's question. And, it's, um, and we don't say the house is considered full in the middle. So the Gemara answers, um, um, or, or maybe we don't make a distinction. So he says you don't need the ladder. 
So what he thought it meant is that he doesn't need a permanent ladder, but I definitely need a, a ladder that I can bring there. So he says, no, you don't need a ladder at all. And that was the bottom line on that. And that took us to the Mishnah, which is talking about a wall between two courtyards, and it's high 10, and the wall is wide 4. So it's a significant area, wide enough, thick enough, to, uh, is an area unto itself on top of the wall. And basically, they, each of these two sides of the courtyards, two courtyards are going to have to make separate a roof in. But food that's on top of that wall, everybody's able to, each side is able to go up, climb the wall, and eat the food that's on the wall while they're on the wall, but they can't take it down with them. That's basically what the Mishnah says. If, however, the wall breaks in part of it, and now it's, uh, uh, there's an opening, a gap, of ten, up to 10 amas, so then they have both options. They can either make separate Eruvin, or they can make it as a joint Eruv. And if it's wider than 10 amas, then it's too big of a break, and therefore it's a breach that's too big, it's not considered a Pesach anymore, and then they only can make a single Eruv for each other, and that's it, and not make two separate Eruvin. And that is the Mishnah. So we'll stop it over here. We're going to start today's daf from there.